Blog Talk Radio.
T or J? Uh, Jay, 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 you go first. Um, I didn't expect for it to be that out of hand that quickly. I expected Oregon to win. Uh, I expected them to cover. But the way they took them behind the woodshed, that was a bit of a surprise. I thought defensively, Colorado would have, would have played a whole lot better. I mean, offensively, because of that offensive line, they're going to struggle. But that defense got carved up from the opening kickoff all the way through. And, it, and the score could have been worse. They, they let up after the half. But 35 nothing that first half going into uh, the locker room, that, that, was, that was eye-opening right there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I kind of agree with JB. I, I expected Oregon to win, and I, again, I don't follow college football like he does, or like some people do. But I had listened to all of the pundits, and you know, pretty much anyone who knew football knew that you know this was going to be a tall task for, for Colorado. So I'm not surprised. I'll tell you what I am surprised about, though. I was surprised at the venom, and I didn't. I didn't see. I, I had to leave with about three minutes. They got their. They got the touchdown. Colorado mm-hmm. missed the extra point, and then I had to go. So I didn't see, and I have not watched anything on TV since. <laughs> Woo! I got it in last night, gentlemen. Woo! Me and the lady did what we do, and we had a good time. Right, yeah. Wait, I hear what I said. Let me say it again. We had a good time. Um, I see why they talked to Man. <laughs> man. But uh, so I have not watched anything. I have not watched an ounce of TV since I left about 6.45 or so last night. So I didn't see if they shook hands. I didn't see the post-game uh, interviews. I have nothing. But what I did see was the pregame. I'm sure everybody saw, and, you know, they're doing yes. what they're doing for clicks. And, we're, you know, I, I saw all of that. And I was a bit surprised that the coach, he was smart, Dion, in the press all week. He was smart to mm-hmm. save it for the locker room. But I was surprised that he took offense to a guy that came in and revamped a program that was 1-11 last year. And now they're three and zero. Like why? That that is that does nothing but good. You had the sixth largest attendance in your stadium's history, uh, in part because of everything that Dion is doing, not just for uh, Colorado and for the program, but for the entire NCAA football program. Like everybody's going to benefit. Everybody's going to eat. I was a bit surprised that he felt disrespected and took it personal, kind of what Dion said is personal. And he clearly, I mean, if you saw the halftime interview, he was like, oh, yeah, I hope everybody's watching. We're not done. And I'm like, but it wasn't like Dion didn't go at you. He didn't go at your team. He didn't go at your players. He didn't go at your coaching staff. Dion's doing Dion. Why did you feel that? Because he's pumping up his program and pumping up his his, you know, recruiting and, hey, I'm here and all of that. Why did you take offense to that? And if you took offense because everybody else got on that train, well, then what aren't you doing to have more people get on your train? Maybe you should take a page out of Primetime's marketing book and get on it since you got such a great team. Instead of getting mad, maybe you should learn from it. Like, that whole thing, I just I wasn't feeling that. You know, I'm like, dude, he, you know, it, 
you know, he didn't take any shots at you or your team. He was very honest in the media to say it's going to be a tall task, you know, but we got to believe, you know. But, so that, that part surprised me. The game, not as much. I didn't think it would be so lopsided, but I kind of thought Oregon would go in there and do, and do work, especially at home. So a long answer, but there you go. <laughs> no, you hit, actually hit on the points that I wanted to, I wanted to get to. I just wanted to get that part on the thoughts of just, you know, the, the game uh, it, itself. But, you know, I'm in agreement with, with both of you. Uh, I'm not surprised of their losing. I thought that uh, it would be, you know, they put up a little bit little bit more of a fight. Um, even Dion says, you know, he was just surprised with the execution of his players. Thought they, you know, they, they didn't execute what they, as, as well as they should have. Uh, but T, you really, you really went to where I really wanted to go with the whole uh, Colorado team and everything about it. See, well, I find this funny, and I'm not going to make this, and I'm not going to say it's just so I can make this a, a initiated black and white thing. But uh, yes, this sir. country tends to do it. The country tends to, they tend to do it when we don't, when 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 you actually have a person in there that's not trying to make it a black and white thing. You you have a you have a man, first of all, you have a man in a head coach position, a Deion Sanders standards. Standards meaning that he has played in the NFL. He has experienced life. He's experienced highs, lows, excellence. He understands how to prepare himself to be the best at whatever he's doing. But you have a man you know, with those standards, who even in his, even in his interview before the Colorado State game, because uh, I think he's with on the oh, that, oh, that, uh, I think to get the show uh, that runs right after the first take, um, but he wanted to make it clear, like this is not a black thing, this is a people thing, this is this is this is us. You know what I'm Pat saying? McAfee, this is you know? this is football. This is a Pat. That's Pat McAfee, right? That's what I thought it was. Just want to run right after. I said, yeah, yeah. So he's been in, he's been interviewed on there, you know, and they kind of asked him a question, kind of make him lean in. He's he, no, he's like, no, this is not a black thing. This is, this is a people thing. This is you know, this is everybody thing. And it is. It's, 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 that's what the that's what the that's what this sport does. This sport brings people together. You know what I'm saying? So um, to see, honestly, let's just call it the hate. <laughs> The hate that he's receiving, you know, from other coaches, black, white, doesn't matter. It's just kind of ridiculous because you guys, all these other coaches, were in the same position he was in at one point in time. Program sucked. You came in, you wanted to turn it around, and you did what you needed to do. So should he be treated any different just because he had these certain – Accolades about him before coming in, it, 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 that that doesn't that doesn't quite make a whole lot of it doesn't quite make a whole lot of sense. You know, sitting that hearing that speech, you know, as they you know, of course he like I said he waited to the locker room and he uh, waited till you know just before the game and yeah you can turn on the cameras and you know you basically. Everything you said in there about Colorado was wrong. Everything. 
everything. It just it it didn't make sense for uh, a person who should be supporting a coach in the what did I talk about last week? T the coaches community, <laughs> yep. the community of coaches that understand the struggle is because you can't play the game. You have to get other people ready to play the game. You. Your your outcome of the game gets gets minimalized the minute the ball is kicked off. <laughs> you know, right. you can give instruction, you can give direction, you can make the critical calls. Yeah, go for it on fourth down. Yeah, t- yeah, take the two point. No, pull that guy. You know, you can do those things, but the players still have to execute everything they trained on. So, why why he's receiving what he's receiving? It's simple. Successful black man. Trying and, you to know, do, and you know, doing, doing what he does. Yeah. I didn't, I, like you, I didn't want to go there. But since you went there, let me co-sign that. And, and, and you know, white America, and let me, be, let me be clear to America or anyone that's out there listening, okay, and I don't really feel like I have anything to prove. But just to be clear, I got a white girlfriend. She's Italian. Blonde hair, blue-eyed, Italian white girlfriend, okay? That's been my lady for over eight years, all right? So, you know, my brother's on the phone. He'll tell you, I do not discriminate. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'll, he'll be the first one to tell you. You know what I mean? You treat me right. And, and my family don't discriminate. You know what I mean? You treat us right, hey, you, you, we love you. Don't care where you're from, Okay. So let me put that out there. Not that I need to prove that to anybody listening, but I want to make sure that people understand, you know, everyone's got preferences, but, you know, I'm not coming from a place where I'm, you know, militant pro-black. I am pro-black because I am black. But when you live the lives that most people of color live, we always have to ask that question. And I don't think white people, a lot of them don't understand that, you know, we always have to ask, is this because I'm black or not? When someone reacts a certain way to you, we got a question. Are they acting this way because this is just who they are, or are they acting this way? I had a situation, not to, not to take over. I'm not trying to do that. But literally an mm-hmm. hour ago, I'm at Dunkin' getting coffee, getting my girl a latte, and getting you know, a little something to eat. Like I said, last night. Boy, your boy got it in, okay? But now I got, you know, I got to get ready for football today, so let me get my coffee and get my stuff to get ready, you know? <laughs> and so I, I'm in line. This guy comes in, and he says, I just placed an order through the drive-thru, and I, with my order was four hash browns, and you guys didn't give me the hash browns. So whoever was there said, okay, no problem. So I guess the guy behind the counter who was handling him said something. I didn't hear him, but said something. I know I put them in there. Now, hearing the guy a little bit later explain it, he wasn't saying, you're a liar. He was saying it in, like, disgust. You ever do something, you're like, man, I could have sworn I put the clothes in the dryer. These clothes still in the washing machine. I could have sworn I went down and put these clothes in the dryer. And I think that's what the dude was saying. And the dude was Puerto Rican. Okay, 
And so as mm-hmm. a black man, I'm, I, 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 get, I get it. Like, I, I got where you come from. You, you weren't saying anything against the dude. You were, like, more disgusted with yourself. Like, I didn't, I, really? Are you sure? I didn't, I could have sworn. The dude took it personal, started yelling and swearing at the kid. This is a young guy, man, probably in his early 20s, if that. And this is a grown, grown-ass man, yelling, swearing. Did you just call me a fucking liar? No, I heard you. You calling me a liar? You, t- you know? So what's your name? Dude said his name, and he left. So then I walk over to get my stuff. I'm waiting on my, my stuff. And they're talking about it. The manager came over and said, I heard the commotion. What's going on? They're explaining. I was about to say something to the manager. Like, look, your staff didn't do anything wrong. The dude's an asshole. That's what I was about to say. But I'm like, let me, mm-hmm. you know, they, they talking. The dude comes back in, yelling, talking about, give me, give me your corporate number. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to file in a complaint. And he looks at the guy and goes, I know you fucking called me a liar. And I said, so I said to the guy, I said, dude, calm down. Relax. He goes, hey, you shut the fuck up and mind your fucking business. Said it to me. Now, I'm saying to myself immediately, is he coming at me because I'm a black man? Or is he coming at me because he already went at the Puerto Rican kid. The manager was black. Now, here's another black guy. I have to ask myself, is this a racial reaction or is this guy just an asshole? But y'all know me. Y'all know I'm not going to stand there and let nobody get all up on me like that. I let them know know straight up. You made it my business by running your big mouth. Why don't you act like an adult? And he said, why don't you stay out of my business and mind yours? I said, and what you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? And, of course, you know, he didn't turn around and focus back on them because, you know, he wasn't about to do nothing because he was about to, you know, he was about to have a very bad day. But my point in, in this long <laughs> diatribe that I just went on, my point is, as black people, we always have to ask ourselves, right? So when you bringing it back to your point, Train, it's like, okay, was this coach being that way because he truly felt disrespected, because he truly felt that his team was overlooked, or is he not feeling the fact that this legend – this black legend is getting all this hype, and your team, clearly one of the best teams in the country, ain't getting no shine. And I personally think, and you know, I certainly you know we want to get Jay in here too, train. But I'm I'm mm-hmm. kind of yeah. getting to where I going. I think you're saying there there could be a racial component to this whole thing. And train, I got a co-sign with your brother. I think there might be. I think there might have been a racial component. And let's remember, this Oregon, <laughs> okay, this Oregon, mm-hmm. this ain't Georgia, right? You know what I'm saying? Diverse community in Oregon, okay? Yeah. So I'm with you, but let me shut up because I'm doing a lot of talking. Yeah, so so let me, let me just, because I want Jay, I definitely want Jay in here. Uh, I was just I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this question out there and then I'm gonna have Jay pump in on it. If it was a Manny, how would it be received? Jay, your thoughts? Oh God, it'd be completely the opposite. And, and to to go back one step, <clears throat> it, it's both. I think there's a racial component, but I also believe too that they they're not getting the kind of shine that they want to get because he's he's taking the spotlight. You got this newcomer come in. 
he did work at another smaller college. He comes up to the, the Power Five, and now he's gotten three in a row and taken the whole nation by storm. He's gone into the transfer portal system and has revamped his whole squad, and it's both. If it was a Manning, we, we wouldn't be having this. It, it would be nothing but praise from from one section of the country all the way to the opposite corner, and, and we all know that. That that's just yeah. how it goes. We all know that's going to be the case if that, if that were to happen. That's exactly what would happen because you think back, and I think T you had said it. You have coaches that come in, they're hired to turn a program around, and they turn those programs around pretty much instantly. Give you an example. Don't like him for what he does off the off the field, but Urban Meyer is a very good uh, college football coach. He turned around Bowling Green. He turned around Utah. He went and won at Florida. He went and won at Ohio State. Did anybody give him a hard time when he came in and started turning those programs around? Did he get, get catch any flat? No, he caught flat for the stuff he was doing off the field. But we're talking about turning programs around. I ain't hear nobody right. say boo about him. Coach Prime come in, turns Colorado around almost instantly, almost, but has put Colorado back on the map. They, they were 1-11 last year. They're now 3-1. and one. That's saying something. But he's getting all this this bad publicity because he is prime time, because he is black, because he is using the system against uh, – he's using the current system in a manner no other coach has used it. And people are, are, are – the naysayers don't like that. They don't like the fact that he's been able to do these things so quickly. So you take all within that – Within the confines of the rules, right? Within the confines exactly. of the rules of the system, right? Okay. He's – He's beating them at their own game, and that's what they don't like. So, I mean, that's that, that's really it in a nutshell. You know, <laughs> um, gosh, I had a thought. It was, it was just there as, as I was thinking about this. You know, and, you know, just even thinking about the Colorado State game, like that, that – animosity and uh, hate, not hatred as, hate, I mean, like, hating on him just because he's successful was so bad with that with that rivalry that your players put it out on the field and injured the dude such that he has to be hospitalized. Is that really what we want for the game? The short answer is no. It's not what we want. Injuries happen, but this shouldn't happen like that. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes uh, for Colorado. But uh, hating on this man just because doing something he's passionate about, it's, 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 and, and, and just because he has a, a fan base, it, like any other NFL player or notable person that would have stepped into the college ranks, have fan bases. People are going to follow him. If people would have followed Peyton Manning, heck, his son, I talked to my dad about this, you know, his son has a mentor in Tom Brady. Shadur Sanders has a mentor in Tom Brady at the quarterback position, which who, who wouldn't love that? And he has the mentor because of Deion Sanders. He does, but that's his dad, though. So, Yes, he has the ability to get him to a connection 
that's going to give him those nuggets for him to be successful. But any and everybody would take that connection. I just say that it just it it's treating him like he's being treated just because he's a black man, just because he has that celebrity status, just because you're not receiving the attention, it's 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 in the ridiculous category. But you know what? <laughs> what I'm interested in seeing is the growth of Colorado beyond this year. Because uh, I think Deion Sanders took a took a statement from uh, uh, Salah out of on the Jets. He's taking receipts. <laughs> He's taking receipts. So all of you coaches who don't want to be supportive, who want to try to, you know, you say even though you wait to the day of the game and say it in your locker room, because you don't want to give uh, you don't want to give motivation out there. The man is taking receipts, and I loved his line when he says, "You better give me now." <laughs> this is where some be, so you better give me now. Hey, uh, and, and hey. Uh, D- say it again. Train, train. I, 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 yeah. I want to add a couple quick things. One is. People should respect the fact that Deion Sanders could literally, like, he, people don't understand Deion has generational wealth, not just from playing football yeah. because he's a friend, okay, and he, he doesn't have to work. His kids don't have to work. Their kids won't have right. to work. Right. He's doing this because it's a passion because he yeah. loves, as he said in many interviews, I love coaching kids, and you're right. If there's no Dion, Shador doesn't have Tom Brady as his mentor. That's 100% because of Dion, and Tom Brady knows what Dion means to football, so Tom Brady's willing to help. The other thing, um, you know, we talk about race and, and stuff. I want to recommend that you guys watch Stephen A. Smith's interview of Shannon Sharp. came out Friday. I think it was Friday oh. or yesterday. Oh. Yeah, oh, on okay. this podcast is it is I am I am losing respect for Stephen A. Smith the more I hear about you know, first of all, stuff between him and Terrell Owens and then secondly the stuff with him and Max. Stephen A. Smith has dropped in my view, but Shannon keeps raising and Shannon was very candid about feeling disrespected by Skip. And again, it goes back to that whole black white thing that we were talking about you know, and, and, and stuff. So I won't kill it for you guys, but if you get a chance, um, check it. It's about an hour, but it, it's a, you know, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Cause Shannon was, and I'm curious if Skip is going to on his next podcast, is he going to respond to anything Shannon had to say? Cause Shannon was very honest and very forthright. And he said some stuff I wasn't aware of, but again, back to the, the racial issue, you know, they kind of they kind of address that to some degree because he's black and Skip's white and the whole disrespect thing. And so I, I recommend you guys check that out. All right, sounds like a plan. I'll put that on my put that on my buggy list. Um, but yeah, I wanted to wanted to get into that. You know what I'm saying? Um, right here, it's 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 um, you know. I don't think Deion Sanders had anything close to any kind of humble pie with that game. 
uh, maybe his players did, you know, because the players themselves can get on the high from everything they've been doing. They found a way to pull it out. They found a way to, 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 to make it happen and realize, like, all right, this is a real deal. You know, maybe his players. But for Deion Sanders, I think it was, you know, it was a day in the office. Like, all right, let's, let's, let's lace back up and let's get back out there next week. Uh, so we'll see how that goes as, as, as the, as the season go along. Um, next, I want to, I want to, next thing I want to, want to cover, man. Oh gosh. The best defense in the NFL. Okay. Scary as all get out. And I don't, I can't remember if it was, was it, was it, was it, I think it was Wednesday because we had to show Tuesday. So it had to be Wednesday. <laughs> You look at the text messages and all you see, all you see from permission to pee is F-U-C-K. <laughs> like, wait a minute. But I saw the ticker even before that. So Diggs, ACL tear, gone for the season from a defense that is, as we stated last week, is Super Bowl ready. So... I know people always have a lot to say. Well, I'm going to start with, with Jay on this one. Yeah, I was going to say, get JB in there first because I jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. get in there first. <laughs> right. I want to the voice of reason get in there first and tell us, man, I know what Diggs means to the defense. How – how big of a loss, as as someone who watches the game, who, who has the eye test of this defense, how big of a loss is it? I'm kind of phrasing it that way because get what the pun is saying. Like you have the eye, you watch your games, you're fan of your games, you know who's there. From your own eye test, how big of a loss is it, uh, along with couples with can the defense still be dominant? All right. So I'll, I'll go for an answer that. Can it still be dominant? I believe so. Um, they have the pieces in place, and you got Dan Quinn that can muster up things uh, like nobody else. That's why he was in such consideration for a head coaching position. That's why he's so loved in Dallas right now. So I, I still believe it can be dominant. The loss, however, is enormous. You talk about opening up the, the other half of the playing field in a, a pass-happy league now, and you have a shutdown corner that you no longer have. I mean, two and two still gets you four. Them getting um, Gilmore was great. Uh, now it's become a necessity to have him, but still you have that other side of the field where you pretty much figured anything that's going over there, we, we know Diggs is going to get it. Number seven is going to have a field day with it one way or the other. And, and I heard some of the stats, too, when, when it all happened on Thursday. He's playing better football now than he had in his, in his uh, first two years in the league. His QBR, I think, when, when uh, quarterbacks throw to his side, is somewhere around nine. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's playing ridiculously well over these first two games as well as his, his entire career. So it's an enormous loss. There's no way to really overcome it. You can do your best to scheme your way through. You can do your best to to coach uh, up some of these players. But uh, you're never going to be whole for the rest of the year with that loss. It's just 
too big of a loss to behold. Still can be dominant, but nowhere near the level that they were going to be. T, your thoughts? Uh, so I've had a lot of time to chew on this. I've had a lot of time. I've watched. I'm talking about shows I don't normally watch. Like, I hate that show Speak uh, with Joy Taylor, um, uh, Shady McCoy, and I think uh, one of the Acho brothers is on that show. I think Shady McCoy is a complete joke. I don't know how he's on a talk show. He's <laughs> um, we both in the are in agreement on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Acho, Acho brothers are okay. I can listen to them. Yeah. They're intelligent. Yes. Both of them. They're intelligent. They're articulate. They're not, you know, they, they don't go overboard. They're okay. Joy, I could take her, leave her. I think she's on because she's, she, you know, eye candy. You know, they got Molly on first take. So, you know, they got to, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't really respect her sports acumen. But she I, She I. But um, I watched that show. I, I cried and Chris Broussard and obviously first take and undisputed. I watched everything, NFL Network, to really try to understand what everybody else was seeing people that are closer to the game than I am, people that, you know, they're on the field, they're in the locker rooms, that kind of stuff. Um, so originally, y'all got my, <laughs> y'all got my text, like you had mentioned, <laughs> my initial reaction was, fuck, you know. Um, <laughs> and, and, let me, and let me also say this, and I've been wanting to say this for a few days. Bart Scott needs to be fired. Bart Scott, first of all, I, I, we already talked about, him in previous shows, but if y'all didn't see it, it's all over Twitter. His little comment on, like Stephen A. says, what can go wrong will go wrong, and Ryan Clark jumped right in and said, no, nah, we're not doing that. And Stephen A. said, hey, look, I know I joke and stuff, but I'm not going to joke about a season-ending injury, talking about the impact. And then, you know, he made that comment about, you know, Cowboys having bad luck, but the way he came across, it was condescending. And Micah Parsons went right at him. He goes, if you guys go on Twitter and look up Micah, you'll see what Micah said to him and what he said back to Micah. Um, so Bart Scott needs to be fired, period. He's not very good to begin with. They need to fire him. Back to the Cowboys. Um, I don't disagree with JB. I don't disagree with anybody who says, you know, you got an all-pro, all-world cornerback right, who's played lights out this year, has played pretty much lights out for his career. He does gamble a bit. He's, you know, he's kind of in the, I'm not going to say he's Dion, but he's in that Dion mode. Dion gambled a bit, you know, and Dion relied on his football instinct to win most of those, those gambles. He's, he's cut in that same cloth. So it's, it's hard to replace that. I think when we're talking about going up against a Philly with two top wide receivers, talk about going up against a, a San Francisco or a San Diego's on our schedule. There's teams out there with a couple of really good wide receivers. We had the cornerbacks to take care of that. Now we don't know. I will say this, though. The Cowboys prepared for this. You know why? Because last year they lost. Um, Brown, Lewis, and one other cornerback. 
They lost three cornerbacks last year. Okay. Kelvin Joseph was a rookie. They had him out there getting beat. He was opposite Diggs, and it was a liability. Kelvin Joseph is gone. They traded him for a first-round pick from Miami. Jordan Lewis, who was very good slot corner, had the Liz Frank injury, been out for the year, came back the last game. So he's getting back into football shape. Deron Bland, who had a pick this year already, had five picks, led the team with five interceptions last year. I think they are prepared. They knew last year when one of their starting corners went down, it crippled them. And when you bring in a Stephon Gilmore, who just turned 33 years old, you would expect he would be the one susceptible to an injury. And so what do you want? And he's a great corner. But what do you, what do you want to do in case he goes down? And they were prepared. So, okay, he's still playing. Diggs is gone. I think the team is prepared to still have a dominant defense. Will it be like what we've seen? Time will tell. I believe in Dan Quinn. I believe in Dan Quinn's ability to scheme and get the most out of all of his players. We know Diggs going down is going to leave that side vulnerable. We know they're going to target that cornerback. You don't think Quinn doesn't know that? You don't think the guy who is widely considered the best defensive coordinator in the game doesn't know that? You don't think he's not going to be prepared for the guy opposite Gilmore to get more, more uh, targets? We know this coming in. So I am optimistic that uh, with, with Quinn scheming and then our front seven, and let me just tell you all, and I know, Train, you love defense. Let me tell you all, watching those guys is nothing but a treat. Watching that front seven get after that quarterback like they do, you don't think that's going? You think that's going to stop? Oh no, they're going to tie. They're going to dial that up one more level now. You know, because if the quarterback's under pressure, he can't make those reads. So I'm optimistic that while he is not replaceable, Cowboys are still going to be a top team in the NFC, if not the NFL. And we will learn a lot in two weeks when the Cowboys should be four and zero. The 49ers should be 4-0, and Sunday night football, October 8th, Dallas goes to San Francisco. We'll learn a lot that night. Hey, ain't nothing, ain't a whole lot for me to add right there. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I yeah, I got to go first. I don't leave much. I ain't going to leave much. I ain't going to leave much. I'm not going to leave much. <laughs> I would say uh, – from my perspective, and, and I didn't even have a really true chance to even watch you guys play a, a full game. I just know, I just know for sure Michael Parsons is the engine on the defense, um, uh, and he is he is still there. Uh, it definitely can't disregard this. This is a huge loss, but I'm in agreement that I still expect our defense to still be dominant uh, in this league. Uh, Dan Quinn is is putting. A really um, enjoyable and entertaining, dominating product on the field. He really is. So uh, he'll be coaching somewhere <laughs> outside of Dallas if they coach them next season for sure. So, uh, so, so, Train, sure. so, Dr. Train. Yeah. I know, I know you're the host, even though I've been doing a lot of talk, and I know today you're hosting, but I want to cue this up. I want to move on. I want to cue this up. Because I have been waiting for this. 
I, as a fan of Dr. Strange, myself as a fan of yours, I have been waiting for this next topic, and I want to cue you up. I want, I want to, I, I know you can't, you probably can't do the volume, because I know last week, you know, you were on phone and the wife yeah, said, hey, man, I'm yeah. trying to sleep. So we don't, we yes, don't, we don't want to, we don't, we never, happy life, happy life. We don't, we don't ever yeah. want to piss off the sisters, okay? We don't want to do that. So I understand. That said, I need to cue this up. We got two things to talk about with the Bears. We got to talk about Fields, and we got to talk about the now um, relieved of his duty uh, defensive coordinator. I want to talk about Fields first because I'm going to let you go wherever you want to go with the defensive coordinator. I know, you know, there's some things, rumors, and all kinds of stuff, so I'm going to let you go wherever you want to go with that one. But I want to ask yeah. you about Justin Fields. And we've been talking about him. Remember I said we put him on the field watch. Your team mm-hmm. signed Nathan Peterman this week. I want to get your yeah. thoughts yeah. on his comments of what he said, not what he meant, not what he did in the second, that first press conference where he said coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want your thoughts on that. Please, I've been, man, hold on, let me grab my coffee. I want to sit and I'm going to mute myself, and I just want to hear Dr. <laughs> Train on this. The floor is yours, my friend. So uh, you said something about the signing of Nathan Peterman. and that, that was a bit it's a bit weird in the sense because Nathan Peterman was already the second. Um, he was already the backup quarterback. He was released and then re-signed. Uh, strangely, not not sure what they were doing uh, when they did that, but I guess it was some kind of uh, roster move uh, to to make. But they just they released him and they just brought him back. Uh, Justin Fields in his comments. Okay, so have you, I mean, you guys have um, been in um, maybe Bible school or some kind of um, uh, Sunday school, or just some kind of Bible study, where they always tell you, you know, when you when you read and understand the word, and this Sunday, praise the Lord, thank the Lord for seven years of our marriage. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing, man. My wife had a beautiful time uh, last night and yesterday. You know. Um, walking downtown Long Beach and just talking at an intimate discussion. Sorry to divert. It's just, I got it. It's got to come with the flow. So y'all be patient. It's got to come with the flow. So um, you, they talk about, you know, Sunday schools, reading the words in context. Context is important. I tell my wife about this all the time. Context is very important. There were things that were said prior to that led to the thing that people like to highlight, you know. And so when you take and you pull that thing out and you lose the context, all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, you you have a you have something else that it wasn't. And that's why we need to stay within context. So if you look at Justin Fields' comments and they're talking to him, well, everything that he said prior to the lady asking him specifically you talk about, she asked him, hey, you, you talk about thinking too much on the field, blah, blah. What is leading you to that? Because all prior to that, Justin Fields is taking ownership of everything that he's done. He's saying, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing my game. I'm robotic. I'm this. So just ask him, hey, what, what, makes you, what, makes you feel, what makes you feel robotic? So he says, the coaching, you know, I think. And he goes on to continue to explain Okay, so 
you take and you you pull that out. But there was other things that said that and I just and I'm just saying the context is Justin Fields taking ownership of his play on the field. Just make sure people get that part. Because people miss the context. They pull they pulled out all he said was coaching. So <clears throat> we all play I think at T I know you played football or some, some kind of sport. Uh Jake and I, I, maybe, maybe you did. I, I, I know T has always made reference on the show. Uh, I played football. Um, I, I want to take people to to uh, kind of scenario type deal. You know, we all get coached at something, right? Someone is teaching you what you need to do. They're showing you what you need to do because at some point you need to operate on your own. And you're taking in this information, right? You're taking in this information. You're taking in this information. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one of the reasons football consistently has practice is because you're going to take the information and you practice it. You take the information and you practice it. Why do you take the information and you practice it? That team, you, wrestling, right? You say you did wrestling before? T there? He muted himself. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that again. You, you say you, you did wrestling in high school for? I, I, I didn't wrestle. Did, right? I, uh, no, I didn't wrestle. I played play. track, basketball, and uh, one year of football. Okay. And, and just quick, real quick, Jay, did you play any sports in high school at all? Yeah, track and basketball. Track and basketball. Okay. All right. So, cool. Y'all, y'all are with me. So, your coaches give you all this, give this information, give you practice, right? Coaching, practice, coaching, practice. The reason why you practice is so that you don't have to think about it. It becomes natural. You see you react. You see you react. See, what I took from his comment of saying coaching was not that I'm I'm, I'm messing up on the field because I'm being overcoached. Y'all, let's let's for those who don't play sports, maybe you would take and run that. But it's it's crazy for those that do play sports to take and run with that to say, oh, it's the coach's fault. If you ever so, been coached so, at anything, yeah, go go ahead. So 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 let me let me let me let me let me just let me say this to what you're saying. Nothing you're saying yeah. is wrong. Nothing you're mm-hmm. saying is not it that any athlete on any level can't relate to. You know, I used to coach as well. And so I understand the concept of coaching and overcoaching. And, like, you know, as a coach, you've got to know when you've said enough, pull back, and, you know, they've got to learn it now. You can't just keep pounding it in. So I get all of that. The problem here is, is, Yes, if you listen to the entire interview, you could surmise that that is what he meant. You could also infer that he thought that he was being overcoached. You could also infer not so much that he was pointing the fingers, but that he was implying, okay, guys, I know how to play this game. Back off and let me just go play now. You could also have took it that way. My problem with it is, when you're on that stage, you're playing for one of the marquee franchises in the NFL, okay? You're, you're on a very visible stage, and you're not playing well. 
So the microscope is on you. You're in a huge media market. Chicago, for people that don't know, is one of the top five media markets in the country, okay? So it's a huge media market. You've got to know how to make your point so that you don't, so that what you say doesn't become uh, 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 viral on Instagram and Twitter. And I think you could have chosen words better as to not have to come back later in the day and not to have your GM have to come and your coach to come out and defend you later. You know, you're not helping yourself. You're already playing like shit. <laughs> you're already not playing well. Then you come and imply or infer something that, yes, we could take it as it was innocent. He just meant I've got I've to be, you know, more reactive and not overthink it. But you could also have heard him saying, hey, guys, back off. Like, enough. I know what I'm doing. Just let me go do it now. You could have heard that, too, from his comments. And I don't know the guy. You follow him, I don't. So I can't, I can't go back in history and say, well, God, I watch all his interviews. There's no way he meant that. I can't do that. You can, I can't. Most of the country probably one. can't do that. I'm, I'm this What's one. that? I'm this one. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm talking to the TV. I'm this one. I'm going to have you put that's yourself that's back on me. I'm, I'm putting you, you got to go back on me. <laughs> okay. Because you, you know how a show is going and someone just gets up in the middle of the show and starts, you go back on me. <laughs> Everything you stated, <laughs> you got to be patient, man. You you got to let the movie get to the climax. I get, you got to let me get I'm there. Sorry. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I, I, I get I ahead get, I get, I get, I get, uh, of my back. I'm going back. I'm, I'm, I'm back on mute. Go, okay. Okay. So... To to wrap up my previous point, what I personally think in regards to the coaching part is still saying I'm thinking about what was coached to me versus playing. That's what I personally think he's saying in regards to coaching when he made that comment. I think that comment was genuine. However, to T to what he said was not the best place to say it. There are better ways he could have answered the question and still been genuine. But that was his genuine feeling. He's saying, I feel this is what it means, person. I feel that he's saying, Yeah, I'm I'm getting coaching, but I'm thinking about it. I'm 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 thinking about everything that's being said to me versus just playing football, you know, and he would not have to have had the second press conference for walking back because I've watched Fields' press conferences from the time that he came in. The dude does not shift blame. He just doesn't. This is just this is not what he what he's do, what he does. But he's at a he's at a low point right now, so he's. He's not trying to shift blame. He says, I think he's generally just trying to be honest with what his thoughts are. And it, and it backfired on him. It did. It backfired on him. It blew up. And he just has to learn, like, the media is not on your side. <laughs> they would take whatever you give them, you know. Uh, you could tell them I was walking down the street. They're going to tell everyone you had a baby. 
That's just just what the media's going to do with what you put out there. So you just have to learn from this experience. However, I do think it was genuine. I don't agree with him saying it because what I didn't like was seeing, like T said, when Diggs went went out, he's watching some of everything. And that was me. I'm watching some of everything to see what people are saying. There's only three people that I saw who I agreed with, who I felt were right on the were right on the head with field struggles. Ryan Clark, Shannon Sharp, Bucky Brooks. The coaches are doing their job. This is your second season, this is your second year in the offense. You've got weapons. You have protection. No, it's not the greatest in the league, but shit, a lot of quarterbacks don't have the greatest protection in the league, and they're still getting shit done. Things are in place for you to take the next step. You can see film breakdown, JTO Sullivan, TTNL, some of these other places that are that I watch with it, people breaking down the field. My man, it's not, you, you, you're not getting it done. So regardless of what his comments were about the coaching. No, it, this is all, all that's happening to me for the majority of it is definitely all on fields. You need to be an NFL level quarterback. People are like, oh, let him run. Man, damn that. Janet Sharp said it, which I'm glad he said it. He didn't run in Ohio State. No, he didn't. He stood in the pocket and threw the ball. Left, right, up, down. A, B, select, start. You know what I'm saying? Old country code. Get you in there. Get you. <laughs> That's what he did. But he's still in the Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. I forget the other receiver that, that, that I believe went to. Uh, uh, I forget the, there were three of them. That's who he was throwing to. So can he throw from the post? Of course he can. He's done it. But like I said, this is the NFL. He's going to be faster. You have to be faster. He had to run last season. Our line was trash. It was absolute trash. He barely had time to take the snap, let alone to look down and see a read. So he did what he needed to do. He put the team on his back. He ran. He made plays. He extended plays. So this year is different. He has help. He has to learn how to depend on that help. And the three people, Bucky Brooks, Shannon Sharp, R.C., they all hit on that. Fields needs to be an NFL-level quarterback. So I get tired of people shitting on the coaching staff. I ain't saying the coaches are not at some point. But when I hear shit like they're ruining Fields, he, just, he shouldn't have went to Chicago. Ooh, almost I'm trying to keep my profanity down, but this coach's staff didn't even draft him. That's <laughs> an inherit. What do you mean he's sitting in Chicago? Who was it that you said it was a female analyst that had said that? Do you do you remember who it was? Oh, I think we just we just lost train. Train just dropped. That's what he, that's what he get for trying. He should have just he should have just used the profanity. JB, you there? 
Yep, I'm here. We just lost train. I, he'll be calling back in momentarily. Um, okay, here we go. He is back. Okay, maybe you should have used the train. You should have just used profanity because he tried not to swear, and then you got dropped from the call. Just go ahead and swore. <laughs> I was asking you. Yeah. Who was the female analyst you had texted that had made that comment about he shouldn't have went to Chicago, and you're like, they didn't, these, it's not the same. Who was it that said that? So who who's on the show with with her? And she, who's on the show Monday with with her? It's her, Shannon Sharp, and Stephen A. I, I don't even know. I don't even know her name. I've seen her several times, but I just don't black know. Black or name. white? She's black. Black. Yeah, black. Yeah, that's um, she, she got her hair color blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um. She's a big football. She 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 um. What the hell's her name? Um, Martin. Martin. Yes. Say it again, Jay. Say the name again. Kimberly A. Martin. Yes, yeah. that's her. That's yeah. Her. She's actually yeah, she a sideline reporter. Yeah, she's, she's, she's actually. I'm surprised because she covers football. Like she's out mm-hmm. in the stadiums, on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like she covers the NFL. I'm kind of surprised she would have made that statement and been disconnected from reality. You know, like like you had like mm-hmm. you noted, kind of. I said her, but yeah. That, that, and, and that's the thing. I'm like, they didn't even dra- they didn't even pick him. They, this coaching staff, instead of shipping him off, turned it, the GM said, "No, I want to give them an opportunity. I'm not I'm not gonna ship him off. I'm gonna do what's best for the Bears. I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him an opportunity because we need everything. And then the other uh, the other dude shucks. Uh, um, Former Detroit quarterback. Olaski. Olaski. Oh gosh. <sighs> he is fifty fifty with me at this at this point. Just <laughs> just flat out it's fifty fifty. You know, sometimes he makes good points, sometimes he makes silly points. But to turn around and say, Well, for the way they're doing feels, you know, you should have just for for this for the way you're running this offense. You sh- you should have just made the pick with with the first. But you, I'm like, do y'all just get in the in the analyst chair and forget that you either played or watch football? The, the GM has a job. Everyone, the GM has the job, along with his scouts, to evaluate talent. If Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Uh, uh, trying to trying to run them off. Uh, Levy, uh, um, my man, in, in, in for the Colts. If they felt that any of the four or whoever in that class was better than Fields, that would truly make their franchise better long term, they would have pulled the trigger. This is this is not about. The offense not being designed for fields. The dude has a job to do as a GM. He needs to make a competitive football team. It includes more than just the quarterback. I, I, one of the best quarterbacks in all of NFL history is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it should, I mean, NFC Championship appearances he had. 
I mean, NFL Super Bowls that you have. You need a team, period. So I'm just listening to all this stuff, and I'm like, come, come on, you guys. This is, this feels needs to get his act together, period. Whatever it is, whether it's coaching, like he says, thinking too much, robotic, I don't give a who. You need to get your act together because you don't even look like the guy from last year. The rookie Justin Fields looked better than what you looked the past two weeks. So at the end of the day, when all these folks is trying to shit on the Chicago coaches, I need y'all to start watching football. You know, I feel like there's a there's a group chat that they're all involved in. <laughs> they just say, "Yeah, we're just gonna blame them coaches." So we don't we don't really watch the game. It's, 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 and it's annoying because there are other people who are fans of your shows, and they're going to listen to what you say and be like, yep, yep, yeah, that coaching staff, that coaching staff don't know what he's doing. Man, really? Even if we've had one of the best defenses in the league, all of a sudden you don't know how to coach players? Yes, yes, he's first-time well, coordinator, but we have plenty of first-time coordinators. Well, I'll, train, I'll just say, I'll say yeah. this. I'll say this. Um, winning cures everything. So it does. When the, team, when the team is losing, any team, this this blame is going to go everywhere, regardless uh, of whether it's accurate or not. Yeah, there's going to be blame. Everywhere. So and, and so, I do. Yeah, yeah, and so. And, 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 I, and I'll just say, I'll say this. You know your team far better than I know your team, okay? Yeah. Um, but you can't not hold the coaches responsible to no. some degree. There's no. got to be and then, some so, culpability yeah. on that part. No, I absolutely – no, I, I am agreeing with that. No, I'm not absolving them. It's just that when, it's, when, when, it's, when, they're, when people are talking as if, you, you didn't see Fields just miss that wide open wide receiver that came across his face. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, right. that's the coach. Oh, so that, make, that's what I feel like I'm looking right. at. Right. Oh, and they make organizational comments without without remembering or realizing. Hey, wait a minute. You know, you, you're blaming them. You know, oh, Fields shouldn't have went to Chicago. Well, hold on a second. This ain't even the same coaching staff. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I would get frustrated with that too. Like, yeah. come on now. You know. Remember who you you know get the history right before you make those comments. I I I agree with that. They they should know we're just, better. We're just, we're just overlooking facts, and that's the part that bugs me. You you you're overlooking yeah. facts. You know what I'm saying yeah. to get clipped. <laughs> you say overlooking facts and get clipped. <laughs> well, that's Stephen A. Smith has built a career off of that. He has become yeah. immensely popular off of conjecture and feelings and emotions and just stuff that has nothing to do with what happens on the field and making that, you know, making that the, the, the subject matter, you know, he's made a career out of it. So it doesn't surprise me when you hear some of the other analysts, Stephen A. Smith on, but they don't understand that Stephen A. Smith is also very entertaining. And, mm-hmm. you know, like he's a unique television personality who is very entertaining and you know you 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 can't emulate 
that. You might be able to say some of the things he says, but without his mannerisms, without his, you know, how he does it, you're not going to be him. So you've got to do you. And Shannon, I think, gets it. Shannon had to sit opposite of Skip Bayless, who is very dramatic and very over-emotional and and doesn't Mm -hmm. rely on facts at all. And Shannon had to bring facts to the equation. You know, yeah. and, and yeah. I, that's why at the end of the day, Shannon had to move on because, you know, and, and so so you, we're dealing with an industry of analysts that either are going to go to Stephen A. Smith's route or they're going to do like Shannon Sharp and RC and be like, look, I watched, I played the game. I was in those locker rooms from an athlete's perspective. Let me tell you what's going on. You know, Ryan Clark was head of the Players Association in the past. So he can mm-hmm. talk the business of the NFL as good as anybody because he was in all those conversations because he was head of the the, uh, the, the PA. So, yeah, it, 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 it's going to be um, frustrating. The other reason I jumped in is because I'm looking at the clock, and I, I, I know I have to I have to uh, start getting my football oh, food together because okay. I've done it all morning. Okay. But I don't want to, to um, uh, end this without also getting your thoughts and comments on your defensive coordinator and just to kind of to kind of set the level set for anyone listening. Um, okay. He resigned. Uh, I put in air quotes health issues, but we've also heard rumors of FBI raids. Okay. So obviously there's stuff, there's something out there. You know, FBI don't raid you because you got a bad back. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't raid you because you know, you, you got high blood pressure. They raid you for whatever the reason they raid you. So I don't know your thoughts on that whole situation, but wanted to make sure you got some time to address that before we get on out of here. Okay, okay. And I, if we do have time, I'd definitely like to hear from the voice of reason on, on, on some of these thoughts if we do have time, T. But uh, I'll, let me – Yeah, 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 me, yeah definitely. Me, definitely. Let me make time for Jay to get in here, too. So um, let me just end with the Fields thing to say that, you know, Fields – said at the end of at the uh, uh basically at the end of that, you know, he's he's ready to play his game. So he said just wait and see. So that's my quarterback. Like Owen says my quarterback. So I'm just gonna wait and see what my quarterback says. Well let's wait to see what my quarterback does this Sunday. So the excitement is still there. So I'll, we'll just wait and see. Is he gonna play his game? In regards to the- my quarterback <laughs> Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> oh man. Um. So, in regards to the defense coordinator situation, listen. Uh, it has to be something serious. How serious it is, you know. Don't know. No. No facts are out. But this is serious when the you know, FBI is involved. What I do know is fact is that the uh, Hollis Hall wasn't raided, but they were there. They didn't raid Hollis Hall, but they, the 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 they were there. They did come there, you know, uh, and to search anything that was related to, rather search anything that was related to, um, Allen Williams. So it's quite serious. It's from a from a fan's perspective, not the attention you want on your team. Uh, um, it. it yeah, uh, the seriousness is is, uh, is is things that we've seen like tear down college organizations. You know, when you have the police involved and what's in, and what's going on. So, uh, 
I think the I think we have the right GM in place to handle this. I think we have the right president in place to handle this, to be honest with you. To handle what's going on. And to, to, to get us you know, to get the fan base of Chicago focused on football and, and not what's going on with Alloways. So um that that's pretty much where I'm at with it, like everyone else. I'm gonna wait and see what the see what the facts are. Uh I guess the kind of uh you know uh I'll just I'll put it, put it, choice of better words. The good thing about it is Eva Fuchs is calling the defense because Halloween's honestly was not doing a good job calling the defense. This we just talked about football alone, he just wasn't. It's just I saw what he called last year, and I see what he called the first game this year, and it's just like, <clears throat> my man, you don't have a four-man pass rush. you got to do something better. And so Eberflus took over, and the defense looked a, more, looked a little more aggressive last year. So he's going to be calling the plays. For how long? I don't know. Maybe he brings in someone like Marinelli or someone that, uh, that knows his scheme. Don't know. But for now, it's going to be, it's going to be him. So uh, hopefully you see some better play overall uh, from the defense on what you have, but hey, I'm in a wait-and-see moment as far as what actually falls out of this, but I reiterate, Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, I think organization is in good hands to handle this situation. JB, cool. you've been quiet, man. Tell us, man, I need to hear from the voice of reason. Uh, I, I let folks what they got to say and, and listen. So um, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Hopefully it does get cleared up, uh, and hopefully there's some more clarity that's brought to the to the public to know exactly what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, as far as the Bears go, the publicity that they're getting on and off the field is not good, and then you got the Chiefs um, to play today also. So that doesn't help matters either. So um, uh, I think, T, you said it. Winning is, and I think it's been said before, when is the best deodorant? You start winning games, people start paying less attention to the negative parts. Problem is, y'all offensive line still is, is not that that well put together. Fields is not looking like himself. Hard to get wins that way when, when the offense isn't clicking the way it needs to and, and, the, uh, and the defense isn't what, what you would hope for it to be. And then you've got Mahomes and, and a healthy Kels coming in. So, uh, Kelsey. So we'll see, man. Um, it's it's an unfortunate situation, but um, like I said, hopefully more clarity comes in, in the upcoming days. Uh, and the last thing that happened was apparently, you know, um, a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment was stolen from. <laughs> yeah, because I, just, you know, I I laughed in the sense of like, good grief, man! How much stuff can happen in one organization in a week? Uh. What was annoying is, you know, I listen to uh, NFL. The, the uh, I have Sirius XM, so I always into the NFL Network station. And to hear, I can't even remember his damn name, but I always uh, his voice would be like, "Oh, there's no way a hundred Bears don't even have a hundred thousand. That just felt disrespectful to the organization. Like we pour some shit. Dang it, they made me cuss. And really. The fact was $100,000 worth of equipment was stolen. Maybe he was making a joke. I just, I didn't enjoy the joke. I don't, I, it, it's, 
Dude, the organization is going through it, going through it. Yes, a hundred thousand dollars worth of Like they ain't got a hundred thousand, maybe twenty at most. They just really. Boy, they let anybody on the damn radio, man. Huh. All right, I'm done. All right. Well, um, I know Train was the host. I think I did more talking than I had planned to. I got fired up on a couple <laughs> of topics, so, you know, but um, uh, it's always good to chop it up with my boys, you know, and I think now it's time to focus on uh, getting ready. Uh, games kick off in about 45 minutes, so it's time. It's time to get ready, but um, uh, I'm going to – I'm going to – actually do my final thought first and then JB can follow and then train can can actually uh end the show and whatever he wants to I'm gonna at least let him do that since I really didn't let him host like 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 I should have so um but um <laughs> I'll say that this was fun um I'm curious to see you know it's just it's football is a soap opera too you know, so there's so many storylines to follow along with the games, and so I'm just I'm just curious as these things unfold. Chicago, Dallas, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers talking about trying to come back before the end of the season, or maybe in a playoffs. You know, there's just there's so many things, and it's just it, it just it just adds to why we love this sport. So. Uh, I wish everybody good luck, and I'm going to enjoy the I'm going to enjoy the games today. So, JB, I got me a big jug of John Bar, and I got me a half a pizza left of Papa John's, and I've got me a, a flat screen to watch the TV, and yeah, watch the games on TV. So I'm just going to be chilling here, and um, I'm very curious to see. Although it's not going to be probably the most um, adequate. Example, but it will be nice to see what Dan Quinn does with the with the defense with the loss of Diggs, uh, and I say it because um, playing the Cardinals without Kyler Murray, so it's, it's not a very good measuring stick. But I am curious to see what he um, what he puts together and see if um if Bland can can adequately pick up the slack. So I'll enjoy the games, and I hope y'all enjoy it as well. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Omniscient One. Thank you, Voice of Reason. You know, this has been the special, special edition because we had a special edition last week, so we had to spend this is a special, special edition. After we drop in a few more specials, this is going to be the Sunday edition of TMD, of, 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 of the Man Voice, you know what I'm saying? So, um, amazing show. Got, got, got a lot in there. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we start early. I don't know. We, we, maybe we can, so we can get more in there. One of these Sundays we'll get K Star in. As y'all see, you know we cover we cover you know things that we like to cover because we can. The Bears, the Cowboys, and if K Star comes, we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about the Steelers. But we do it because we can. Uh, but there's a lot of football left to be played. I'm excited to see what Chicago does. You know if Justin Fields can truly turn it around for himself. Uh, and the organization, the, the, the football team will benefit. The other stories, you know, the, the Dallas, the Dallas defense, I think, will still be dominant. But there's, there's other stories out there, like he said, that you wanna that you wanna pay close attention to. You know, is Brock Purdy for real? You know, I admit that that question is still has not been answered. But the we know the San Francisco organization 
you know, they got some they 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 they, they built you built a winning team because no one remembers the bad trade that they made for a quarterback because they're winning. <laughs> so, so yeah, your brother Jay is right. Winning, winning, winning cures all. It, it makes you forget. Like, like what? What did they go get? You know. So Lynch and and uh, 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 Shanahan, you know, their contracts are being extended. You need to build a winning organization. So I trust. I'm trusting in Poles to get that done. Trusting Kevin Warren uh, to get that done. So um, I'll, I'll end on end on 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 this note. Um, so me and me and the wife had to attend a funeral on the eve of our anniversary. Um, uh, my wife lost her lost her godmother, and I just bring this up because there was a phrase shared. Uh, at the funeral that that stuck with me and has stuck with me and and now I'm I'm it's sticking with me to apply in everything and uh, it needs to be applied even in this sport and it was simply love is key. This you guys, this sport brings us together. All this hate Deion Sanders is getting is ridiculous. Love is key. You love the sport. Love what he's doing. The kids are benefiting. What, what, are we, what are we doing here talking about clicks, talking about not played in Hollywood? It's about the kids. They're raising young men. They're training young men. It's about that. It's not about Dion. So, so put your hatred to the side and put your love up front because love is key. Let's support with any coach, with any Man decides to get into coaching to help young men. Let's support that. We don't care who it is. From Joe Smoe to President Obama, if you're getting out there, putting in your time to help these young men, going to grown men to give them values, love is key. So y'all remember that. Enjoy Football Sunday because like we say here on TMZ, all, all fields are settled on the field. Enjoy football Sunday, everybody. <laughs>